Uh, this is kind of the finish. We've been talking Advent, and Advent was all about getting ready for Christmas. And so I guess since this is the last service before Christmas, this is, is the end of that series, I guess. Um, God always can change that, so I'm just going to say that. <laughs> um, but if you, I just want to give a quick recap so we're all kind of on the same page of where we've been. Uh, back after Thanksgiving, we started looking at Advent. And, and just this season, and I know it's more liturgical season that the churches have, but just the concept of Advent. And the thought of stopping and thinking, that word from Psalms, Selah, just pause and reflect. Think about what Christmas is. I mean, it can come and go so quickly. It can be here, and, and, and we can miss completely the purpose for the season of Christmas. We looked the next week at the story that, that many of us have seen where there was no room in the end, but, but talked about intentionally making room for the gifts that God was offering. Like making sure that in our lives that we're, we're, we're allowing God to have the room that he needs to bring about the plans that he desires. If you'll recall, I talked about the hypothetical. What if the innkeeper had kept Jesus? I mean, the marketing plan they'd have had forever, that, that the King of Kings and Lord of Lords was born there. But because they didn't have room for the gift that God was offering, they missed out. Last week, and this is how God is cool, we'll just say God is cool, um, Pastor Tara did the kids program. And if you'll recall, the kids program was all about the 12 days of Christmas. What are the 12 days of Christmas? talks about the gifts that God was giving us. Remember what she did through each gift. She talked about the gift that God revealed through that person. My true love gave to me. And so we looked at gifts last week. And this week, I just want to finish this up. And as I finish this up, we're going to talk about gifts, but we're going to look at it in maybe just a little bit different perspective. You know, as a pastor, there's been a word that, that since the beginning of this month has just been stirring in me. And it's a word that I'm going to read scripture this morning for Christmas, and it's not going to be the normal Christmas morning scripture. It's about Jesus. It's about his birth, but it's found in John chapter 1. And as we look at this in John chapter 1, as we read these verses, I want to talk about the gift that God has given us. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and he was with God in the beginning, and through him all things were made. And without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was the life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light, the true light that gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. Verse 14 says, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We've seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. 
Verse 14 is a Christmas verse. I know I'm not reading about mangers and wise men. I'm not reading about shepherds and angels. But I want to focus on what verse 14 says. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The reality this morning I want to look at in Christmas, the culmination of Advent is the thought of incarnation. The word being made flesh, the incarnation of Christ. That's the the phrase, the theological term that has been stirring in me. Incarnation. Literally, in the Latin, it means into flesh. When what God has spoken, what God has promised, has been put into flesh. That's what incarnation was. Think about it. How long had these prophecies, how long had these promises concerning Jesus Christ been? Well, John started where? He started in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. And then we get to verse 14. That Word becomes flesh and makes His dwelling among us. That's the incarnation of Christ. I can't think of a better gift than the Word becomes flesh. I can't think of a better present than the reality of the Word of God, the promises of God, the fullness of His love becoming flesh and making His dwelling among us. Why? So that you and I might have life and have it to the full. So that God's love could be demonstrated to this world. But what happens? You know, as I was thinking of Christmas and I was thinking about this season, I talked about gifts and what Pastor Tara was doing, and I want to tie it to incarnation because here's the deal. In my mind, incarnation is opening the present. We'll say that again, but but that's really what why I'm connecting these two things together. For me, what kid wakes up on Christmas and can't wait to open the present? My wife is mean to our kids. She makes them like do breakfast and get ready and do this and do that before we can open presents. And the kids just want to open the presents and they're already underneath the tree so they don't know what to do with themselves. What kid doesn't want to open the present? That truly is what the incarnation of Christ is for you and I. It's the opening of the gift that God is giving us. It's the revelation of His gift to you and I. And how foolish would it be for the present to stay unwrapped? Or wrapped, I'm sorry. How crazy would you think we were if you came to our house... On January 14th, and the presents were still under the tree. You think we're nuts. We've talked about getting ourselves ready for Christmas. And making room for the gift that God has. Today I want to tell you to open that gift. Today, my desire, the word of God that I have for you, is to open the gift that God has. Yes, 
the gift that's revealed in Jesus Christ, but I also want to talk about other gifts that God is, is speaking to you. We're going to look at some patterns. As a parent, some of the greatest gifts I've received in my life are my children. That's the story of incarnation that we see in the scriptures. When we look at the, the gospel stories, Luke. This is chapter 1. Will you give me some water, please? An angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. This is to Zechariah. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you're to call him John. And he'll be a joy. And will delight and a delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or ferment a drink. And he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he's born. He will bring back to many the people of Israel to the Lord their God. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous and to make a ready of people who are prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. I've been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and you will not be able to speak until the day this happens because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Where am I at? This is the story that happens in Scripture before we get to Mary and Joseph. You see, I talked about the gifts. God often births His gifts in us. The pattern we see at, 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 and in the Scriptures through Christmas is He's placing these, these births. The question I have is, what is God birthing? What's He conceiving in you? The gift that He desires to reveal to you. What did Rebecca, or what did Elizabeth and Zachariah ask for? Right? That was on their Christmas list. My kids, they've done Christmas lists. They let us know what they want. So number one on their Christmas list was a baby. So what happens? What did God birth in them? What was the incarnation of God's word? An angel appears and says what? You don't have a baby. It's going to be a good gift. I'm going to give you a present. God's giving you a present. Not only is he giving you one, I'm going to tell you how good it is. He's giving you a son. Your son's going to bring joy. He's going to be a delight. He's going to be one who, who many will rejoice with. He's going to be one who will turn back the hearts of fathers to their children. He's going to bring Israel to God. That's what I'm going to give you. This is the gift I'm giving you. You think an iPhone's cool? Wait till you see what John can do. Right? And... Zechariah, what's his response? I'm too old. And have you ever seen that old bird I'm married to? She's pretty long in the tooth, too. When I read the scripture sometimes, I was talking about this in Bible study. We were, we were sharing these stories in Bible study this week. And can you imagine arguing with an angel? Dude, where's your sign? Like, you're talking to an angel right now. 
Probably you can believe what he's got to say. You see, really what I see here is that, 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 that Zechariah, he, he, he needed to, to listen to Pastor Steve's sermon on making room for the gift. He couldn't make room. He asked for it. It was what he wanted, but he couldn't make room for what God wanted to give him. So what did God do? Oh man, pastors love this verse. He shut him out. He shut his mouth. Boy, oh wow. I don't preach. How many times have I wanted God to shut someone's mouth because they wouldn't receive what God wanted to give them, even though he showed up and revealed it? That's probably too candid. Sorry about that. Back to preaching. But he wasn't the only one who made excuses. Matthew chapter 1, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to do what? To divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Joseph, it says what? He knew she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. He knew that. He knew what the word of God was. He knew that God's word to to Mary was that she would have a child. She was conceived. It would be conceived. He would be conceived by the Holy Spirit. He absolutely knew that. I mean, he wanted out. I didn't want any part of this gift. Isn't that really where he's at? Doesn't matter what the blessings are. Doesn't matter what the good is that comes from this gift. I want nothing part of it. I want nothing to do with what God is offering. So I'm just going to plot... I just divorced her. Let's get on my life. Can you imagine the Gospels if Joseph divorced Mary? Can you imagine what our manger scenes would look like? Like Joseph would have like an X on his face or something. Like he was a dad, but he didn't want to be the dad, and so he just separated himself or whatever. I mean, seriously, can you imagine what, what came to Joseph? Can you imagine the value? Now, again... Think of this time. Think of Zechariah and Elizabeth begging God for a child. Why? Because your child was everything. There was shame without a child. He was willing to scorn all that, to get rid of all that. Why? Because, man, this is going to be hard. Who's going to believe me that my wife got pregnant by the Holy Spirit? This is going to be challenging. But that boy, can you imagine proud papa? My kid took a couple steps and I was excited. You know what I mean? Like they get A's on the report card and I'm celebrating. Jesus is saving the world. I mean, what better? I mean, how, Joseph, I mean, seriously. But the incarnation. The angel came to him and said, hey, 
don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because what's conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son. You're to give him the name Jesus because he will save people from their sins. Because of the incarnation, the Word of God, that then becomes flesh and makes his dwelling among us, Joseph continues. The question I want you to wrestle through this morning, I want to wrestle through with you, is what has God conceived in you? What word does God desire to bring to flesh in your life? What promise, what thing has God spoken to you that He desires to place in your life to be conceived in you through His Holy Spirit? What has He been stirring in you? Yes, we celebrate the incarnation of Christ That will change the world. But I believe, this was supposed to come at the end of my sermon, but it's going to come right now, that God's got incarnation in your life that He desires to use to change your world. That's a good point, man. I should have saved that. You see, I believe that just like Just like Elizabeth, just like Mary, God is speaking to you. Just like Joseph and just like Zechariah, he's been saying to you, there's something I want to give you. Maybe it's something you've been praying about. Maybe it's something that has been stirring in you. But God desires for incarnation in your life. He desires for the words that He's spoken to be made flesh and make their dwelling among us. The words that He's promised, the gift that He desires to bring to you to be made flesh in your life this Christmas. just to stay wrapped. I want it to be revealed. First Peter chapter 1 says, You've been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring Word of God. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, For it's by grace you've been saved through faith, And this is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. But being confident of this, this is Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, that he who began a good work will bring it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I believe that we have been born not of perishable seed, but imperishable seed. And because I'm a child of God, what does the Scripture tell us? That you who are evil give good gifts to your children. How much greater gifts will your Father in Heaven give to you? You have been born of grace. You've been saved by grace. And God wants to do some pretty crazy things. Through you. He wants to do some pretty remarkable things in your life. He wants a gift that's going to bring joy and delight. That's going to turn the hearts of fathers to their children. That, that, that's going to, to change the world in which you live. 
what is God birthed in you? What is He conceived in your heart? You know, I think sometimes that question can be hard to answer. I don't know. Sounds great, Pastor. You're talking about gifts and changing the world and all these things, man. I don't even know what it looks like. Can't even recognize. You know, my kids know how to recognize a gift, and they know how to tell which gift is theirs. Levi knows how to figure out what's inside of a gift, even if it's Avery's. Come on. Some of us can't even recognize the gift that our Father's given to us. We don't know which one's ours. Talk about all this stuff with birth and conception. Boy, you've got some symptoms that you can recognize to know that you're going to have a baby. Huh? Start feeling pretty gross. Got a lot of heartburn. Right? I mean, you start craving things that you didn't crave before. Or your body starts to change. Your belly starts to grow and you haven't been eating that much. All of a sudden, because of those symptoms, guess what? We know there's a gift coming, right? Why can't we recognize the symptoms that God has? I'll tell you my story on symptoms with pregnancy. I love sharing this story. When we had Avery, my wife was experiencing some symptoms. So we bought one of them tests, you know, and she took the test. So it said yes and no. Both lines. It was all like everything was. And she said, must mean no. I mean, she had the symptoms and the test said yes, but it also said maybe not. So I had to call the company that made the, the test to make sure to verify that we were pregnant. I mean, seriously, sometimes we've got to be convinced of our symptoms. You know what I'm saying? But what are symptoms of the gift that God wants to give you? How do you start to recognize which present God God has for you? We can talk about the gifts. We can talk about making room for them. We can talk about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We can talk about, you know, all the things that God desires to bring in your life. But how do I recognize which one is mine? Just some practical symptoms to look for. What are your passions? Like, what makes you tick? What are the passions in your life, the things that, 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 that break you, the things that, that move you, the things that compel your heart? What are the burdens that you have? Like what, what things are there that, that when you see them, it breaks your heart? When you, when you watch the news or you hear about it, it's a burden that you just can't shake. The compassion that you have. The moments where you see something and you desire to engage. The moments where you see something and you want to be involved. What are the thoughts that just keep coming back? You know, and where did that come from? What are the cravings? That's a dangerous one. I know that we crave the things of this world sometimes. I'm not talking about those things. But what are the cravings of your heart? 
your spirit? What are the things that you yearn for, that you long for, the presence of God, the power of God? What dreams have you been having? You know those ones that it wasn't just because I had my wife's chili last night, but there was something in that dream that stood out? What's been jumping out as you've been reading this book? You read it and it jumped out here and you read some more and it jumped out there and then it smacked you in the face because God was speaking to you. You were struggling and, and you just kept coming across this, this verse about peace and you kept coming across the word peace in Scripture and then you went to church and a pastor preached a word on screen, peace and then you turn on your radio and there was a song on peace. Maybe God's saying He wants to reveal some peace in your life. Maybe because it keeps coming up, His Spirit is speaking to you that He desires for you to have that gift and you just need to allow that gift to be conceived, to be incarnate in you. This is going to sound weird to some. What are the prophecy of elders over you? What has been spoken over your life by people who you trust? What are your gifts and talents that you have that God, He said that we were His handiwork, created to do good works in Him. God made you like you for a reason, probably because He wants to bring about some really cool things in your life if you just would allow the Word of God to be made flesh in you. It is going to be crazy. This is the big finish. Joseph, Mary, Zechariah, Elizabeth. What do they do for the Word to be made flesh? They just obeyed. They submitted and obeyed. Right? You know what? It doesn't take long for me to say to Graham, open that gift for it to be open. It doesn't take long when dad says go, or mom says, probably mom, because dad probably already said go a thousand times, but mom said no. Anyway, that's a different story. We need to do some counseling on that later. It doesn't take long when mom says go for those presents to be opened. And I'll tell you what, as a father, I'd be pretty disappointed if my kids weren't excited to open the gifts that I was giving them. I'd be pretty discouraged if they just say, don't you know what's in that? Eh. It's what you always wanted. Eh. I'm watching a movie on my iPad. I don't care about that present, Dad. Oh, I got a gift last year. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that was just something I wanted a long time ago. I don't want that anymore. Oh, come on. God desires incarnation this Christmas. God desires to make His Word flesh in your life this year. Yeah, you can come up here. So why don't you open the present?
It's in bold at the end of my notes. I already ruined this line, but I'm going to read it again. Today, we're remembering the incarnation that changed the world. But I believe God will bring incarnation in you that will change your world. I believe that God desires to make His Word flesh in your life. I don't care if you say, I'm too old. I don't care if you say, I'm too busy. I don't care if you say, God, I didn't really think you would do that, so I don't want that now. I'm not worried about the problems or the reasons why this may not happen. What I'm worried about is what has God spoken to you? What has God begun to communicate to you? What has He said time and time again in your life? What are the promises? What are the things? What are those those hopes and dreams that He's been speaking to you that have never come to pass because we just haven't allowed the Word to be Come flesh and make his dwelling among us. God has incarnation for you. Why not open the gift? Why not open the gift and let him bring about the joy, the delight, the power, the wonder, the awe, the majesty that comes? With that gift. I'm going to pray. They're going to sing a song, I believe. I'm going to open the altars. Maybe someone needs some Advent, some pausing and reflecting. Some time to think just in your life of those promises, those themes, those thoughts, those compassions, those burdens, those dreams. Maybe some of us need to say, yeah, I just need to clean some things up. I'm still, Pastor, you preached on it, but I'm still needing to make some, some room for what God has for me. Maybe you can just do some reorganizing in your life right now. Maybe you can get things set aside so that there's room for the gift that God desires to give to you. And for some this morning, I believe that God is speaking to your heart. I believe the Holy Spirit of God, the same Holy Spirit who created Mary or Jesus in Mary's womb, that same Holy Spirit has been speaking to your mind tonight, he, today. He's been bringing to the thoughts. He's been reminding you of conversations. He's been telling you uh, about those moments that are, that are sealed in you, highlighting them. He's saying, I want to bring that to pass this day. He's saying, I heard your prayers. I've heard your cries. I know what you've been longing for. And God desires to bring that to flesh this day. The promise of God made flesh in your life. If we obey and submit. Yeah, submit. Zechariah, he had to submit. God shut his mouth, but he had to submit. Elizabeth, Mary, and Joseph. They had to submit. What was that? Lay down everything so the gift could be revealed. What might people think? What might people say? What might what stories might people tell? How foolish might I look? 
What if this kid screams and shouts and I'm too old for that? I am too big. The house, we don't have any more toys. What can I do? We can let all that stuff know. We have to submit to what God desires. That means laying it down and declaring. He says in Scripture, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, I want to tell you the Lord has final authority. The Lord has all authority. So what he says I do, that's what it means when we say that, that I'm declaring Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is in charge, that he will tell me, what He wants to give me. That He will give me the good things that He desires. Even if it doesn't make sense. Even if I don't know how to use a hammer and He gives me one, I'll use this, God, because You've got a plan for me in Your kingdom. God, I come to You this morning and I thank You for this Word. God, this is a Word You've been stirring in me for a month. It's a Word that that has been compelling to me for a month, thinking about the Word being made flesh. Yes, the power of the the story of Christmas, Jesus Christ being made flesh and making His dwelling among us. But God, the words You've spoken to each of us, being made flesh, the culmination of Your promise, the revelation of Your gifts. We desire incarnation. God, if we need to repent, help us to repent. If we need us to receive that gift that is Jesus Christ, let us receive that gift. If we need to recognize that we're born not of perishable, but imperishable seed, we're a new creation in Christ Jesus, that you've got good works that you prepared in advance for us to do, that you'll bring to completion... Let us receive. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. As they sing this, this song, I'm going to open the altars. If, you, if you'd like to pray about the message, I'm here to pray about the message. If you've got another need in your life that you, you would like for me to agree with you on, I'll be here to, to pray with you. But, but I desire the incarnation, the Word made flesh. Amen. God is good. Amen. I was told if you say something three times, people won't forget it. So today we're remembering that the incarnation that changed the world, but I believe God will bring incarnation in you that will change this world. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. And may the word be made flesh and make his dwelling among you. Be blessed.